Kim, a first responder who, due to a work-related injury and malpractice, is now a disabled chronic pain patient. She is here to tell her story and advocate for herself and other chronic pain patients. And with that, I'd like to welcome Kim. Thank you, doctor, so much. I appreciate this. This is a huge opportunity. Of course, so I can bring awareness. It's our pleasure. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? What happened and what led you to the chronic state of pain that you're in right now? Okay, um, like you stated, I was injured um, on the job. Um, I used to work for the fire service. So um, I was injured on the job. My first back surgery was in 2011, and that was a discectomy. Um, so I had went down on shift. I couldn't get back up and ended up in surgery, and that was my, when my field career ended. Uh, the spine specialist told me that it would be a few years that my back was so diseased that I would need to have a fusion. So I put it off as long as I could until I literally could not walk. So I went into surgery uh, nine, uh, September of 2018. Um, and I was going in for a three, four, five S1 or four, five L four, five S1 fusion with cadaver bones and cages. Initially they wanted to go in, uh, in the front and then they ended up going posterior. Um, Upon, uh, after having the surgery, I was wheeled back to the patient room. Now, keep in mind, I, I don't remember any of this. Um, my best friend who is an RNBSN house supervisor and has, you know, worked in the medical field for quite some time, um, witnessed me. She said, I flew out of bed. I don't know who flies out of bed after a multi-level fusion. And she said, I flew out of bed screaming, crying, in full pain delirium. She said I was completely out of it, screaming in pain. And they were trying to feed me gabapentin and Tylenol and would not medicate me properly. Per, per, per pain protocol, I should have had a pump. Um, I had nothing of that nature. Um, all I... What I remember over there is being so ill. I was projectile vomiting, full-on diarrhea, couldn't eat, couldn't drink. Um, I had a JP drain uh, that was filled up, overflowed with blood because they would not empty it twice. No DVT cups, cuffs to prevent um, blood clots. They also... Uh, had a resident come in to check my back to and to check the scarring and everything like that. And I wasn't moving fast enough because I was grabbing on the part. I mean, mind you, my pain was a 10 plus plus plus. I've never experienced pain at this level. And he pushed me, literally pushed me over. So at this time, all this was happening, and the, I mean, the, the negligence was so severe and harmful. I told them, they said, I said, um, I'm going to get out of here and go somewhere I can get help. And they said, well, you're going to have to discharge AMA. And I said, no, 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 I won't. I said, if you do not discharge me normally and regularly to get out of here so I can get 
regular treatment from your negligence, I will have a lawyer down so here let's within talk, 30 minutes. And I said that, and they let me go. So let's talk about um, the pain management. But that's when everything I wrote down started. that you had mentioned, 2018. That's when a lot of the opioid phobia was really at peak hysteria. But what was it about your surgery, your presentation, that caused alarm that made them not want to treat you adequately in terms of pain? Or was it simply they just defaulted to a decision not to treat you properly? I think it's a combination of things. Um, uh, being that I've worked all my life and had private insurance, um, I would have never been treated like that. The minute I was put on access, Medicare, Medicaid, government insurance, I was treated and judged completely different and had didn't have the same pick of the doctors. This is, wasn't my in, initial spinal surgeon that I wanted, that I had lost. Um, I think I was basically judged because I have no deans on my record, clean record. I've never had there's no, there was no reasoning behind that whatsoever, except for the fact that they were just that negligent. I, 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 I didn't think I could ever see anything that bad. Did you have an opportunity to speak with the surgeon or the chief anesthesiologist and express your concerns? I did. Um, I also went to the medical board, um, the surgeon. Actually, when I was in, I went to another ER upon discharge, and that's where the ER doctor found me anemic, malnourished. I was still projectile vomiting, lost 15 pounds in a week, um, and had a large seroma on my spine. And he said that I needed a blood patch. Um, he called Dr. Chutkin, and Dr. Chutkin's office uh, put me on the phone and started yelling, you don't need this. What are you doing over there? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, they, they just didn't want anything to do with me. Like, basically, the doctor that saw me the second time was horrified from the care and the neglect. And he told them what was going on with me and what was needed. And I was, I was abandoned, neglected, just completely dismissed and ignored. So... They not only did they not do evidence-based practices of a blood patch, which I often think it's that's why I was diagnosed with a rare case of IIH. I tell you what, with without proper pain protocol, attack, not only was I further injured, I had a a brand new neurological uh, diagnosis that I didn't even fit the bill for, even the neurologist had said that. But I also had a, a TIA, which is a transient, you know what it is, ischemic attack, which is a mini stroke. And this is all from not proper medicating me. And the complications that ensued from that were devastating. They destroyed my life literally destroyed my life. Um, I went from having that to a few diagnoses to disabled now to having a top neurological uh, rare complex case that no one will take. 
I've been, since I've been on Medicare and Medicaid, I have been left untreated. Um, I've been through multiple pain doctors because they all want injections. I've already had all the injections you can have, mm -hmm. all the RFAs you can have. I'm not allowed to have insets. I'm not allowed to have steroids. I'm not allowed to have Bactrim. These are all due to vision loss. I have visual disturbances. Right now, I see you, but I see you blurry. And I can't see really well unless it's uh, up close. And this has been going on since 2018, all the way to the point that I've declined to be on palliative care. My ADLs, I'm waiting for Altex. Um, my quality of life has gone to hell. Um, Oh, yes. Uh, I, you know, I've worked with doctors. Uh, I, we used to have an excellent healthcare system at one point. Now, I remember to the that. Present, 2023, but um, have you everybody taken any wants to do billable services, especially when you're on medical happened, And the fraud and is, is so high that I have pain management. I've had to report Medicare anyway. Medicaid fraud. I've so, had to report. I've well, went to the medical board, uh, DHS, I've won numerous, um, I won a state investigation, they stole my class three meds, then they were writing prescriptions under my name for the prescriptions to take themselves, the insurance company caught it, then it was on my, on, I had to clean up my reputation because what they had done in that sniff. And I don't think I, I was able to, I don't know if I got to send you a copy of that, but it was a priority level one for harmful and safety negligence. And all the allegations that I sent to them were founded. I was vindicated on it. So. People. Mm -hmm. What I, what's happening today is barbaric. The suffering, the death that's happening, and it's so, it's like, it's so huge, and yet it keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and you see so much suffering and so much pain and so much death where it would not happen if the people would well, control the pain medications correctly and watch for the ones that there's people that. that have taken opiates on and so off, narcotics on and off all their lives from surgeries, and they've never you, been addicted. And that's Suppose me. I've I detoxed numerous times a clinical study to you. Just by myself, within a week, because you go to a pain specialist and they say, no, we'll only do it once because you haven't got an injection or a spinal cord stimulator. And I'm not even medically cleared to get a spinal cord stimulator, nor to get any more of those 
uh, services that they want. So I've done so much research and investigation, you can't find one place that has med management that they will control for chronically ill people and chronic pain. They all require some form of non-invasive procedure. That's okay. Take your time. Whether it's going to help you or not, whether it's good for you or not, it's all about money. Well, I am judged constantly um, because people okay. can't grasp invisible diseases. They can't grasp that someone can look normal but have their internal body completely breaking down. Like my autonomic system is firing haywire. Everything's breaking down internally, which is making me really sick. Um, what I do when I advocate for people, for myself and for people, I always say, excuse me, I get dry mouth, I take so many meds. Sorry about that. But um, we were saying, so I'll, I'll go in and I'll expect these doctors to, they all look at you like, now, it used to never be a question. And with someone with my history and they have all my records, they know that I'm in some serious pain because it's my whole spine. I have cervical, thoracic, and lumbar. And then they see my history, they see the pain, but yet they look, they just look at you like mm -hmm. you're a drug seeker. I, I, I think. It doesn't even matter who you are. You're a drug seeker to them. Um, unless you're going to get all these pre preventative measures. All I can say is that I go in and say, you have not lived a day in my body, nor do you understand. And I ask them to be open-minded. And I ask them to look at my records. And I ask them... Do you think you could handle this? Do you think you could handle this? Now, most people, not even most MDs, which I was told, understand the complexity of my neurological case. Well, okay, if they don't understand it, then, then why don't they just, they need to be honest and truthful and straight up and say, look, either we can't handle you or it's too much for us or whatnot, so I can go to someone else. The last pain specialist I went to, they wasted three months of my time to have an office staff member get so on there and say, first of all, we're not going to give you the meds you're on. Second of all, you have to do injections, I, I'm sorry to cut you I said, off. of which I, I you know and had my again. records for three months that I am not cleared to do any of these, 
and that I require med management only, well, we can't take you. I said, so There's after waiting, so making me wait for three months to get in with not, you, when it's already hard to find um, one I really like the way you came or labeled a certain They did way. that over the phone. Um, so when I get complaints that like that, I, the use of I do complaints, grievances, um, or ACDHS. The amount of complaints and grievances and how hard I've worked to report these negligent, dismissive entities is just mind-boggling. But there are so many of them. I've witnessed what they've done to patients. I've witnessed, I've been subjected to it and witnessed it myself. So all I can do is go in there and professionally speak. All I can do is professionally. Okay. that question I asked because I think for many chronic pain patients that are in your situation where the treatment is I believe I was blessed with that, honestly. Um, I had a lot of time when my life, when my life was destroyed, all, you know, matter of time. Um, I lost everything, my housing, my car, everything that I'd never, you don't ever think it can happen to you. I had some time when I was in that skilled nursing and I was writing a journal and I was doing times and dates and every occurrence that was happening. And I knew that I had to do some research and I knew what was happening was so bad. And, and we haven't even gotten to, to the details of that. Um, these atrocities that were happening, I, I could not sit by the wayside and watch it. I was not gonna be one of them. Uh, so what I did is I started researching and I started looking up everything and I've been to, I've been to AZDHS, Ombudsman, FTC, to the senators, to the, I've had, uh, and then I got on Twitter and started advocating and started finding doctors and people of like mine trying to help and advocate. And I found all these resources and the complaint lines and this and that and what you can do for this and that. And the public is not educated. I already know the I already knew the patient laws and the rights and all that stuff, right? And I also knew the medical side of it. But I just it fueled me as sick as it fueled me. And I thought to my last breath, I'm going to advocate because. 
what I had witnessed, no one could have imagined. I couldn't even imagine. And I, and it just fueled me to do whatever I could to get, get this out. I started a petition. Uh, I started a medical malpractice group. I started, you know, with a friend, uh, stuff that I could do, um, with my physical limitations since I'm homebound all the time. That's not a way to live. I mean, as chronic pain patients know, you don't get, nothing's consistent anymore. You don't get consistent pain meds either. So you go two or three days, you know what I mean? Or a week without them. Then you have to wait if it's in stock. I mean, it's a nightmare. And I knew Understood. something had to be changed and I wanted to be, I wanted to just do whatever uh, I thought. I knew it was just one voice, you, you bring up but I knew if really, I could get really like-minded people so, um, that we could change is, things. Because have you found physicians that will take the time to it's understand bigger than you. And it's bigger. Not it's just mind-boggling how big it is a physician who and how bad it was. I think it's quite but ironic. What I try to educate people is you can't go in there and during a tantrum, to create a health you have to go in there question is, and be firm overcome and factual and direct and calm. And this is how you advocate. And if someone does this and they're not fitting, you move on to the next one. I don't, you know, if they think you're doctor shopping, so be it. I said, I'm not going to go through another treatment like I did with that doctor. You know what I mean? I, I would never wish that on anybody. So the world's not educated enough. A lot of people don't understand. They judge prematurely. They look at someone, oh, you look fine. Oh, you can do this and that. They have no idea the, the suffering that people go through on a daily basis. Nor do they care. Let me. Well, I do. So... for them are often then tagged with these red flags like doctor shopping. So those inaccurate red flags. Well, you're going to have people attack you at every corner. You have to do what's right for you. After you experience something that's so bad that someone does, you're not going to allow that to, I mean, I'm not going to allow that to happen to me again. I have found some of the most amazing providers. Now, few and far between nowadays, but there are some really good ones out there. My PCP. Wonderful. Um, 
I have a couple of specialists that are good, but now I'm in the process of getting all new ones that are really good. The problem I find um, is neurosurgery and neurology. Now, that's who I keep running into is There's something unique they'll promise you the world. They say we're going to do a pre-trial shunt. We're going to try all this is, testing. When you we're going to do this, this, and that. And they do Botox. They do billable services. Um, inje you know, those trigger point injections. And then maybe a couple of MRIs and scans, and that's it. And so a year later, you're looking back, where's what's happened? Nothing's done. And there's a portal. That's where you keep communication up. I keep my symptoms, my hospitalizations, everything up. All my records, because a lot of them are falsified. I have been tagged and retaliated against like no other because I'm considered a troublemaker because I won't stop because they're not going to run all over me and they're not going to run all over people. Now, you have to control your emotions. I learned how to do that. I learned how to, I read a lot of positive psychology. I did a lot of that, you know, training mental. And all I can say is I've tried and tried and tried and tried. Well, there's no other option. It's do I lay down and die? Because that's where I'm headed anyway. Or do I fight until I find someone that's going to take care of me? And I tell people, there's no other choice. You either die or you fight. And so, yeah, I have been red flagged. I believe I've been flagged big time as a troublemaker. I've been retaliated against big time. But I still do it. And then I still win investigations. <laughs> so I do what's right. Have but to file complaints or go to boards and other forms of recourse. When Where I start to think of it, doctor, learn how to take these administrative actions. The amount of paperwork, if I had to show you, it just blows my mind. And you tell someone one thing, and a lot of people don't go in and read their medical notes. I had a neurologist ask me who my neurologist was. It's on the portal, caught on screenshot, the neurologist. <laughs> I think what's happened is we've been inundated and saturated with a bunch of incompetent, greedy, unethical mm -hmm. people that are yeah. making the good people look bad. Does that make sense? And not everybody is bad, but you have to dig to find the good ones. And some people just automatically believe they're doctors. And when they do falsely or blindly follow that sometimes they're lucky sometimes they're not yeah. uh, now I don't I don't take it for you know I ask questions a lot of questions and I make sure they're the right fit for me can you give some examples of 
victories or setbacks, even though that's probably not the right way to phrase it, but in advocacy, you're always going to have moments where days are good, when days are bad, and how you respond to each. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm human. I have bad days once in a while, but. How do I respond? So usually because I'm so used to it, <laughs> I'm like, okay, here's another one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually shocked when something goes my way. It just kind of surprises me. I, I'm act I actually expect it to happen. But when it doesn't, it means that all this hard work I've been doing is paying off. But for every little blessing or award that you get, you need to keep pushing because it's getting out there some way. Somebody's listening. Someone's paying attention somewhere, even though you don't think it, it is. Because at one time, so I felt like happens, the whole world was against me, which the they pretty much were. Happens, but I had to face reality and, and say that's it is what it is. And not allow it to consume me because you can't you can have a bad day and cry and let it all out but I don't stay in the moment and there's some something that fires me up that makes me want to fight even harder when I see the lack of compassion empathy and caring it just puts fuel behind me to work even harder and find like-minded people yeah. to work with and do things to make a difference because the, the way it's have... going it, it can't continue it can't it's i mean the amount i, I just i'm astounded at the amount of deaths wrongful deaths yeah uh in that the time that we have been remaining, can you give some advice for those who are listening? And can you or give some, complications from surgery. In the remaining time that we There's have, articles out there that shows it. Can you give some advice it to from other chronic pain improper pain protocol, who are in becoming advocates The severe like complications that it can occur from that. Um, well, I'm living proof. I was not only injured, I was disabled, and I have multiple diagnoses because of this. I mean, who knows what happened? to the I'm sorry can you say that again I didn't hear that one doctor Well, yes. Um, well, the advice I would give is try to find like-minded people. Um, and if you want to advocate, start researching. This is what I find is even through me with my, sometimes I can't research at all. I can't see crap. You know what I mean? But I struggle through seeing blurry and visual disturbances all the time. Um, there's no excuse 
for people not to research. If they want to do something bad enough, they're going to do it. A lot of people want hand, want you to do the research for them and hand it yeah. to them. So what I tell them to do is re research, yeah. an advocate find like-minded people, heard. doctors, nurses, people in the vet medical field that they can give them some information, some resources. In the time that, in the um, time I'm that talking have... to a pain, um, a nurse expert ad advocate right now. And she joined my group, uh, the malpractice group, and she's wanting me to work with her. And so we were discussing this. I got her on Twitter. I sent her your, you know, I advertise your podcast. You know, it's, it's getting that information out, letting people know that there are amazing doctors out there. There are amazing people out there that know what's going on and are willing to help that they can't just throw their hands up and say, I hate everybody because that's not true. So I just try to tell them you, you're going to have days. You're going to be disappointed a lot, In but you know what? You get back up and um, you do it again. Can you give, there's no other choice. Um, if you want to get things fixed, then you start advocating and get like-minded people and educate yourself. Um, take extra courses of me if, if you can. Um, stuff like that. That's what I would recommend to them. I try to teach them how to advocate, be professional, non-emotional, not going in there all, you know, um, be factual, um, to, to take their documentation in every time, to keep a medical journal, to write notes. Um, so I do my best in trying to educate with that.